0: WSJM News Now.
1: This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Tomorrow is the big day for Lake Michigan College as it asks voters to approve a 20 year renewal of its operating millage. LMC Director of Government and Community Relations Al Pasholka tells us this is only a renewal and will not increase taxes. In fact, he says approval of the ballot question will lock taxes that support the college into their current rate through 2043. Beshulka says the millage is extremely important to LMC's budget.
0: In Michigan, 50% of our revenue for community colleges comes from property taxes. So this particular levy is 25% of the operational budget of Lake Michigan College. So it is critical that it passes so that we can continue to offer
1: programs for the community. A mass text message went out on Monday morning that claimed the millage renewal will raise taxes. The senders of the message did not identify themselves. Pasholka says he also got that text, but it's wrong.
0: That text message is not true. That is a lie. Anyone who reads the ballot will see very plainly that this is a renewal. This is not a tax
1: increase. Pasholka says voters have been supporting the millage since 1963. He asked them to reaffirm it. Also on the ballot tomorrow in Berrien County, will be the Benton Harbor City Commission primary for commissioner at large seats. Four candidates out of five will then advance to the November election. Also, there's a Chickaming Township road millage on the ballot. Polls tomorrow will open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. We'll have the results for you as they become available. Meanwhile, three candidates for South Haven mayor will be on the ballot tomorrow in South Haven. City Council Member Joe Reeser, former Mayor Robert Burr, and former South Haven Public Schools Board of Education President Annie Brown are all running to succeed Mayor Scott Smith, who chose not to seek re-election. The top two vote-getters will face each other in the November general election. Also on the ballot in Van Buren County tomorrow will be the Lake Michigan College millage renewal. The Michigan Department of Transportation is closing the Washington Avenue Bridge over I-94 in St. Joseph Township this week. It says the closure is needed to prepare for a $204 million rebuild of I-94 slated to begin construction next year. The Washington Avenue Bridge will close Thursday and stay closed through September 2nd. The bridge is being prepped for the bigger construction taking place the following two years. The work will include deck patching, joint replacement, and epoxy overlay, and surface coating. A detour taking drivers down Maiden Lane, Lincoln Avenue, and Vineland Road will be posted. You can find out more at michigan.gov slash drive. Speaking of roads, part of John Beers Road is closed due to a washout. The village of Stevensville says the westbound lane of John Beers from Red Arrow Highway to I-94 is closed. It's due in part to part of the road breaking away and heavy rain over the weekend. The problem was discovered Sunday morning. A look at the affected area shows a small section of asphalt gone and steel beams jutting into the soil. The village of Stevensville is responsible for fixing the problem. This is Bicycle Safety Enforcement Week and drivers and bicyclists alike should be on their lookout for law enforcement. WSJM's Ken Lundberg has more.
0: Berrien County Under Sheriff Chuck Height reminds everyone, drivers and bicyclists alike, there are rules of the road to follow. Stopping at stop signs, riding on the right side of the road, using turn signals, and proper lighting when it's dark. It's really just an awareness of, of being aware of each other. And you know, sometimes people get impatient, I get that, but you know, we're just trying to, you know, prevent the tragedies that have happened. across the state of Michigan over the last three years. Recently released crash data shows an alarming rise in the number of bicyclist-related fatalities on Michigan roadways over the last three years. From 2020 to 2022, 103 bicyclists were killed in Michigan, a 64% increase over the previous three-year period. A $35,000 grant from the state is going to Berrien County to help them focus on bicycle and pedestrian safety. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News.
1: INDEC Energy Services and Niles has filed an application with the Michigan Department of Environment, Gray Lakes and Energy for a new air quality permit. However, the new permit it's seeking would lower the emissions allowed at the natural gas facility. Eagle says the changes are to reflect equipment actually installed and to lower current permitted emission limits. The public has through August 30th to comment on INDEC's new permit request. Eagle could hold a public hearing on the issue if it's sought by residents. The new permit request is not related to noise complaints the INDEC facility received back in May. The city of Niles says those noise issues were resolved. We'll have links to the permit application and information on submitting comments at our website. A woman who worked for Four Winds Hartford Casino for 16 years is now charged with embezzling $700,000 from the casino. It happened on July 30th. An officer in the court told a judge about what the woman's accused of doing. So she did She
0: counted out $700,000 and and put it in a bag and walked out
1: of the casino. 38-year-old Danica Young of Coloma is accused of taking the money to someone in Gary, Indiana, but police have not indicated if they know who that person is. She apologized to the judge at her arraignment last week and said it's the first time she's been charged with any crime. Young's public defender says she's worked for the casino for 16 years and her bond has been set at $1 million. Michigan Department of Transportation officials say they've made great strides recruiting more minorities and women into their field in the past 10 years. On the Talking Michigan Transportation podcast, MDOT's James Jackson talked about the success of the agency's transportation diversity recruitment program. Because in order to really embrace diversity, it's much more than the shades of someone's skin, um, it's much more than the gender they identify as. Um, truthfully, the focus for me, is I really want to know the color of their genius. Jackson says more than 50 students took part in the program this year. And thousands of military personnel are in Michigan for the next couple of weeks taking part in training for Northern Strike and Exercise. Michigan National Guard Lieutenant John Keelian is the exercise director.
0: Uh, we anticipate 6,500 to
1: 7,000. Uh, we won't know until everybody is, is actually on the ground. And, they're coming from, from overseas and then throughout 27 states um, in our country, as well as um, active duty Army, Marines, as well as Air Force. Killian says the work on expeditionary skills, command and control, and intra-theater medical care training where they'll evaluate simulated patients to Fort McCoy, Wisconsin, for follow-up treatment. They'll be training at Camp Grayling, the Alpena Combat Readiness Training Center, Selfridge Air National Guard Base, and Oscoda Worsmith Airfield. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden is back from vacation and now headed out west. ABC's Jay O'Brien has details.
0: President Biden returned from a week-long vacation in Delaware Monday morning. Starting Tuesday, the president will be in Arizona, holding an event focused on environmental conservation efforts. Then he'll give remarks Wednesday in New Mexico, promoting clean energy manufacturing incentives in the Inflation Reduction Act. And Thursday in Salt Lake City, he'll celebrate the one-year anniversary of the PACT Act, expanding health care for service members, especially those affected by toxic burn pits. Jay O'Brien, ABC News.
1: Shootings and other attacks are increasing at hospitals across the U.S., contributing to health care becoming one of the nation's most violent fields. Numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics show American health care workers are now far more likely to suffer non-fatal injuries by violence than workers in any other profession, including law enforcement. They racked up 73% of all such injuries in 2018, the most recent year for which data is available. Some states allow hospitals to create their own police forces, including Indiana, Ohio, and Georgia. There's been one more sentencing in the death of George Floyd. More maybe ABC's Derek Dennis.
0: It'll be 57 more months in prison, minus 340 days' time served for former Minneapolis police officer Two Tao. Judge Peter Cahill rejecting Tao's testimony that he was simply serving as a human traffic cone in May of 2020 as fellow former officer Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck for nine and a half minutes and died. As an experienced senior officer was in the best position to save George Floyd. Judge Cahill could have rendered less time, especially since Chow was already serving three and a half years in prison on a federal conviction for violating George Floyd's civil rights. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Republican
1: presidential candidate Ron DeSantis says his rival, Donald Trump, lost the 2020 election. The acknowledgement aired in an NBC News interview on Monday. DeSantis's assertion that, quote, of course he lost and, quote, Joe Biden's the president came after years of lies by Trump and his allies that the election was stolen through mass voter fraud. Federal and state election officials and Trump's own attorney general said there was no credible evidence the election's outcome was affected by fraud. The former president's allegations were also roundly rejected by courts, including judges he appointed. Meanwhile, former President Donald Trump is publicly airing his doubts about the federal judge presiding over his election conspiracy case in D.C. Morph may be sees Stephen Portnoy. The former president says in addition to seeking a change of venue outside of Washington, D.C., he'll also ask Judge Tanya Chutkin to recuse herself. While the Obama appointee has handed down tough sentences to January 6th defendants and ruled against Trump in an earlier civil case, legal experts say that doesn't add up to a basis for recusal. Chutkin has given Trump's lawyers until the end of the day to respond to the prosecutor's request for a protective order which could bar Trump from publicly discussing the evidence in his case. Ohio voters will decide tomorrow whether to make it tougher to amend the state's constitution If that passes, it could affect the state's abortion laws. ABC's Ann Flaherty has more from Washington. It's a crucial vote in the Buckeye state of Ohio. Republicans want voters to agree that changing its state constitution should require 60 percent support instead of a simple majority. If the measure passes, it will make it much harder for Democrats to amend the state's constitution this fall to guarantee a right to abortion. The effort is part of a broader initiative by Republicans to keep liberal, citizen-led proposals off state ballots. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. Emergency officials say two firefighting helicopters collided while responding to a blaze in the desert east of Los Angeles, sending one to the ground in a crash that killed all three people on board. The larger helicopter landed safely after the collision on Sunday. CAL FIRE says the victims included an assistant chief, a fire captain, and a contract pilot. A CAL FIRE spokesperson says conditions were clear and breezy at the time of the collision. The crash itself caused another fire, which spread to four acres before it was extinguished. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating. Airlines were affected over the weekend and into Monday by severe storms. More maybe sees Derek Dennis.
0: It was a doozy of a weekend for air travel due to weather. Violent storms in the south, tornadoes in the west caused hundreds of delays and cancellations that stretched into Monday. Atlanta's airport, the hardest hit, with some 250 cancellations and more than 400 delays and counting by Monday morning, followed by New York's LaGuardia Airport, then Baltimore and Reagan National in Washington. And forecasters say another round of thunderstorms up and down the east coast from Florida to New York and in the South and Midwest, including Memphis, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Denver, will add even more delays and cancellations to the mix. Derek Dennis, ABC News.
1: Attorney General Merrick Garland says the U.S. Justice Department is cooperating with the International Criminal Court and supporting Ukrainian prosecutors carrying out war crime investigations. He affirmed his department's aid more than a year after the Russian invasion. Congress recently allowed for new U.S. Flexi- flexibility in assisting the court with investigations into foreign nationals related to Ukraine. The Justice Department will be a key part of the United States' cooperation, according to Garland. He appointed a prosecutor to serve at a center open last month in The Hague to support nations building cases against senior Russian leaders for the crime of aggression. And Barbie has joined the $1 billion club. ABC's Chuck Severson has more. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. In
0: just three weeks in theaters, Barbie is set to sail past $1 billion in global ticket sales. For Greta Gerwig, it breaks a record for female directors previously held by Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. The movie added another $53 million bucks from North American theaters this weekend, say studio estimates. The Shark sequel, Meg 2, The Trench, overcame abysmal reviews to land second with $30 million. In third place in its third week, Oppenheimer adding another 28-plus million. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News.